Unfinished work in your classroom is inevitable. You're going to have students who were absent. Maybe they had to go to the nurse's office or they just didn't use their time wisely. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you some tips for keeping up with student work and making sure that any unfinished work gets completed and back to you in a timely manner. On to the episode. Welcome to the Teaching Made Easy podcast, where it's all about simple systems that actually work so you can finally teach and give your students bigger impact in their learning. Teaching is hard, y'all, but what if I told you that sometimes we make it harder than it has to be? I'm Farah, CEO of Farah Henley Education and host of the Teaching Made Easy podcast. I've been an educator for almost 25 years, and to say I've seen a thing or two is an understatement. I know how much you pour your heart and soul into your students and your classroom, and I want to help you find some simple ways to have a bigger impact without breaking the bank or spending all your free time focused on school. You don't have to be a Pinterest teacher to be a great teacher, and that is what this podcast is all about. So grab your favorite beverage, head out on that walk, or just soak the day away in a bubble bath. But sit back and let's enter the world of teaching made easy. What's kicking, educational rock stars? Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Farah from Farah Henley Education, where I strive to bring you actionable tips, strategies, and stinking simple systems to take back into your classroom to make your teacher life easier. Now, if this is your first time joining me here on the podcast, welcome. We're so glad you found us. If you're a returning listener, what's up, educational rock stars? We would love it if you are loving the tips that we share here on the Teaching Made Easy podcast. If you would jump over to your favorite podcast listening platform, leave us a five-star review. Let us know how the tips have helped you in your classroom, save time and your sanity. And it would we would even love it more if you would take a screenshot of the episode that you liked the most, share it out on social, make sure you tag us at Fairy Henley Education so that we can share that out as well. We love reading the DMs, the messages, the emails that you send us. They all warm our hearts because, listen, we know teaching is hard and every little tip that can save you time or a little bit of your sanity is worth it. And after 20 something years, 20 plus years in the classroom, I have come up with some things that just make things easier. And I want to share those with you because teaching, like I said, it's hard, but you know, sometimes we make it harder than it has to be. Now I want to jump into today's episode, which is a recording of a live chat that I did uh, recently this past week on um, our Facebook channel. And um, I let I shared with them a freebie. And if you stick around to the end or you jump over to the show notes, you'll be able to get that freebie. Um, when you hear me talk about it, you'll be able to get that freebie um, over in the show notes. So just check the show notes for the links and any links to anything else will always be shared in the show notes. Now, listen, it is inevitable that your students are going to have unfinished work. There are going to be some of your students that don't get work finished during the time that they are given. And tonight, I want to share with you some tips for how you can manage that unfinished work as well as get it completed in a timely manner and not pull your hair out. Because I don't know about you, but... Especially at the beginning of the year when your kids are learning new systems and how to do things. My kids always had so much unfinished work. Let's dive into the tips I want to share with you tonight. And 
Um, that first tip that I want to share with you with dealing with unfinished work is a tip that kind of relates back to a tip that I've shared over the last couple weeks with regard to grading, and that is decide what is important. Decide what you are actually going to grade, because I've shared this tip before that you don't have to grade everything. Everything doesn't need to be graded. Decide what is important. What actually are you going to grade? And then those are the things that obviously must be completed. If you're not going to give a grade on it and your student for whatever reason doesn't get it completed, make sure you prioritize whether or not it's important for them to actually finish that assignment. Now, this doesn't mean that our work that we give our students is busy work. It just means you're going to pick your battles, just like we do with our children at home. If you are a parent, you pick your battles. If my, if my child doesn't want to eat their broccoli, but they all, ate all their green beans, I'm going to pick my battles. So make sure you're deciding what is important and for them to finish based on what you're going to be grading. If it's an assessment, if it's something that you you need to be able to show, um, show their work or put in their portfolio, that kind of thing. So that's the first tip is to decide what is important that they finish. Now, that second tip that I want to share with you is you need to have one single place for your students to turn in work. Now, this can get really, um, you know, kind of overwhelming sometimes when you're trying to collect work from all the different activities that you're doing in your classroom, especially if you're running centers, you're doing small group instruction, if you're doing, um, if you're uh, doing interactive notebooks, if whatever the case may be, you are collecting assignments from all these different areas. But if you have a central location, and I teach this inside my Learning Centers Made Easy program, how to have one central location where students turn in work. Why does this matter? Well, one, you don't have papers floating all over the place. Two, you can have a central location where students learn that when an assignment is finished, this is where it goes. And when you are looking over that assignment to decide whether or not it's actually finished or they need corrections, you can do that in one place. I especially love to be able to go over to this basket that I had in my classroom and be able to pull papers and very quickly go through them. I actually had this area in my classroom set up so that it was next to their mailboxes or their folders where their papers went back in so that I could quickly get that stuff back to them as well. So having a central location for your students to be able to turn in work is going to help cut down on the chaos as well. And it doesn't matter whether they're in kinder all the way through fifth grade, Having that central location and teaching your students that when they're done with an assignment, this is where it gets turned in. Little hack for you. I like to make sure that there is a cup with highlighters and pencils next to the turn-in basket because I teach my students they also have to highlight their name before they turn in any of their assignments because how many of you hate getting papers with no names on them? Is it just me? I want to make sure their name is on it so I know who it belongs to. And if they have to highlight their name then and their name is not there, it's going to remind them to put their name on their paper. I also provide pencils, pens, whatever you're going to provide to your students to be able to put their name on the paper right there so that they're not like, oh, I didn't, I didn't put my name on the paper. They're now going back to their spot wherever they were working. They're going back to their desk. And listen, so many of our students are dealing with things like ADHD and they get distracted going back. 
any number of things can distract them. So having those those tools right there for them to be able to put their name on their paper is going to cut down on that as well. But having that central location is really important in making sure you keep all the work together. The third tip that I want to share with you is have a place for unfinished work. Now you're going to have a place for them to turn in finished work, but what about the unfinished work? Well, have a singular place for them to keep work that is unfinished. You don't want it to get lost in their desk or shoved in their desk. Like I said, my students had um, boxes. What they is what they um, had book boxes is what we called them. And I used the ones from Ikea. I used the ones that were like the cardboard four for a dollar boxes. I used these because my students like to decorate them at the beginning of the year. And the, each one would have their own box. Inside that box, they kept, kept what was called a ketchup folder. And yes, I had a cute little picture of a ketchup bottle on it. And on one side, it said finished work. On the other side, it said unfinished work. And we used these for centers primarily, but my students knew that any unfinished work went in the side that said unfinished work and they kept all their unfinished work in one place. That way they didn't have to worry about where that unfinished work was or it getting lost or losing the paper in the backpack or in their desk. There was a singular place where all unfinished work went. This also meant, and I'll share this in the next tip, that when it came time for them to work on that unfinished work, then they knew where it was, they could go get it, and they could quickly see how much unfinished work they had. Because they were keeping these catch-up folders inside their book boxes, I could also very quickly grab folders from those students who I knew were notorious for not finishing their work, and I could quickly see how much unfinished work they had, whether it be from centers or another activity that we did in class. So having a central location for them to keep unfinished work is going to help cut down on that those lost papers and help them keep track of the work that they need to finish. Now, before I jump into the next tip, I do want to let you know, if you stick around to the end, I have something that is going to help you with unfinished work and getting it back and getting it completed in a timely manner if you don't have time in the classroom to complete it. So stick around to the end and I'm going to give you that link. All right, so tip number four, and this one is something that I did in my classroom and I teach this again inside my Learning Centers Made Easy program and that is to have a catch-up day. Pick one day on during the week. Mine was typically on Friday because we usually did fun Fridays, and in order to participate in fun Fridays, they had to have all their work complete. Now, this was incentive enough for most of my students to actually finish their work and get their work completed, but having that one day where if a student was absent, if a student just didn't complete their work, Whatever the case may be, that there was one day during class that your students were going to have to be able to catch up on unfinished work. Now, it was not the whole day. Typically, the way this worked in my classroom is we typically did Fun Fridays in the afternoons of Friday. So we usually were doing tests, spelling tests, sight word tests, those kind of things, assessments, progress monitoring, that kind of stuff in the mornings. And during the morning, my students would have the opportunity to work on centers if they had other centers that needed to be completed once we were done with assessments. But also in the afternoon, once Fun Friday began, 
if they wanted to com wanted to participate in Fun Friday, then they had to make sure all their fin uh, unfinished work was done. So they would go get their catch-up folder, they would pull out any unfinished work, and then they would finish it during that time. This allowed them time in class to get work finished, and I didn't have to worry about giving up instruction time for them to be able to do it. So having a time set during the week that is going to be that uh, catch up time for them to catch up on work. It also helped eliminate uh, sending a lot of work home, especially if a student was absent. Maybe I was going to send part of that work home, but then I was going to keep part of it for them to work on during that catch up time. Okay. Now this next tip, tip number five that I'm going to share with you is going to be about sending the unfinished work home. Now hear me out. I'm not a huge proponent of homework. Now, I have given homework in the past. I used to give quite a bit of homework, believe it or not. Um, most of that was due to school policy, but I'm not a huge proponent of a lot of homework. In fact, I am more I lean more on the side of the flipped classroom model, which if you don't know what that is, that's where you send a video home of your lesson for them to watch at home. And then they, that so they're just watching your lesson at home and then they're actually doing the work in class. So you're not having to teach it in class, you're doing the practice in class. So that's where I tend to fall is more on that side of things. So I don't send a lot of homework home, but when it comes to unfinished work, and there may be a myriad of reasons why work didn't get finished in class, but specifically four reasons if work didn't get finished, and I'm gonna share that with you, I would send it home to the parent. And I would send it home with a note, and this is the note. It is just an unfinished work note that I would put on the front of the work. Now, there are a couple of things on here, and I'll just kind of read this to you. It says, Dear Parent, today, and insert the child's name, was unable to complete their work in class because, and there are four reasons here. If it was one of these four reasons, I would send the work home. One, they were absent or they were sick in the nurse's office, okay? Sometimes they go to the nurse's office because they're sick and they stay there, parent picks them up, or you get a phone call from the office, can you send their work down? I would grab work that I knew they could complete at home, they didn't need me to complete, or they didn't need some tools or whatever in class to complete, and I would stick this on the front of it and just sit, simply check that box, and I would put the date, and I would sign it, and I would send it home. The next one is they chose not to use their class time wisely. Hmm, sound like any of your students that you might know? Um, I had some students who didn't use their class time wisely and I would send this home with a checkbox with their name, with the work they didn't finish and anything they needed to complete that work and I would send it home with them. Now, I also put on here, did not follow teacher directions given. How many of you have had students who you gave directions on an assignment, they just didn't follow your directions, therefore the assignment needed to be redone and you weren't really gonna have time for them to do it in class, so you, you, this is a way for you to get it done. Send it home with, they didn't follow my directions, okay? And I'm gonna explain to you why those, those number two and number three are, are on here um, and how they can help with parent communication. The last one and, and reason number three is they chose not to try. I had students who wouldn't complete their work because they would literally just sit there. They chose to not even try to complete their work. Now, sending this home with that unfinished work, I usually had, only had to do this a couple of times because once parents saw one of those three reasons checked, most parents were having some pretty stern conversations with their students about 
whatever the reason might be that they're not finishing their work. This created a situation where I could communicate to the parent without them getting that dreaded phone call of your child's not doing something correctly in class or whatever. This is the way for me to communicate with my parents and I could communicate on an ongoing basis if I needed to with unfinished work. They get enough of these and the parents start seeing, hey, there might be an issue here with my child's behavior. Now, that doesn't mean that this takes the place of having those parent calls or those parent conferences with regard to behavior and what's going on in the class, but usually I only had to send one of these home, maybe two, before the parents got the idea, hey, um, why aren't you completing this? Especially, especially when they saw how the assignment was usually a really simple assignment and they just weren't getting it finished. Now, I did not send these home on assignments that obviously were something that maybe the student was taking a little bit longer to complete the assignment because they needed help. I was really, really specific about the assignments that I would send this home on. For example, center work. If center work was constantly becoming an issue of them not getting their center work done, then I might send it home with one of these. And I would also go ahead and send the center home. I would send the center because they're obviously gonna need the pieces in order to complete it. And then there's a date down at the bottom, please complete and send it home. It does say, please help your child complete the attached work and return to school tomorrow. This is usually what I would do in lieu of sending lots and lots of homework home. Okay, so I told you that I was gonna give you a way that you could go get this. You can go grab this free download and print them on colored paper. Go ahead and print several of them out. Um, I would print one, sign it, and then make your copies so that you don't have to sign them every single time and have them ready to go so you can send them home with your students. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to today's episode. You can find all the links mentioned in today's episode by clicking the link in the description to jump over to the show notes. I know your time is valuable as a teacher, and I am honored that you chose to spend a piece of it with me. Help other teachers like you find the podcast by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified when new episodes are available. Thanks again for listening, and most importantly, keep being educational rock stars.